I get a little, little excited in the morning sometimes. The caffeine takes over when I record these things. But anyways, I forgot to do the uh, the intro to the clip. It's going to be the end of the show. Uh, back in December, uh, so this this will this part will air before the show, so make sure you listen to the whole thing. But anyways, back in December, I had an uh, ex-teammate and a good friend of mine, uh, Harry York, join me on the show, and we had a great talk. And for those of you who haven't heard it, make sure you guys give it a listen. Uh, I was listening to that one a little bit yesterday just to reminisce about old times. I thought I'd get another clip about uh, the interview I had with Harry back in early or mid-December. Make sure you guys stay, stay tuned to the end of the show, and then I'll, I'll put the uh, the uh, the podcast up on the link today to make sure you guys listen to that. But anyways, 1420 in the morning is coming at you right in, in half a second. 1420 in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning for this January the 30th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Barn Burner Hockey at barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN at barnburnerhockey.ca for their all-natural hockey products to make yourself and your hockey bag smelling good in your, in your hands and the whole bit. We all know what hockey hands can smell like. But anyways, use promo code 1420BARN for their all-natural hockey products at barnburnerhockey.ca. Great apparel there, too. We're really happy to have these guys on as a partner of the show and as a sponsor. It's going to be a great partnership. We got some uh, big plans ahead for Barnburner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Podcast. Uh, big week ahead of us here in Lethbridge. Uh, the Connor Bedard Show and the Regina Patch is making its way to the the Sports Flex, as I, I also like to call it from Lethbridge Bronco days back in the early '80s, and uh, it was with the Hurricanes. But now it's NMAC Center. But uh, the Connor Bedard Show is going to be uh, the place is it's going to be packed, sold out. It's going to be interesting to see uh, the hockey fans how they react when Bedard dazzled as he did yesterday against Medicine Hat Tigers. He scored a beauty of a goal in the first period. I think it was man that. That kid's got some, uh, he's got some skill and he's got some talent. It's going to be interesting to see what he's got going on. But anyways, uh, other hockey news, the Boston Bruins, holy cow, it's uh, stopped the presses. The Bruins have lost three in a row. Uh, it's not going good right now in, in Bruins land. I'm just, I'm just kidding around. Tough part of the schedule. They lost uh, yesterday, the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, 4-1 hockey game. And kudos to the Carolina fans for showing up yesterday. Everybody says how the United States is, uh, no matter what, uh, they take uh, every sport takes a, a back seat to the uh, National Football League. And everybody knows that uh, the uh, National Football League had their championship games yesterday. One dud of a game, the other one was a really good one but the Carolina fans showed up uh, 18,900 they're basically averaging a sellout all season long and Carolina's got a hell of a hockey team there and the people are going out and are coming out in droves on a on a nightly night lately basis to Carolina but anyways back to the uh Back to the Bruins. Uh, like I said, they lost three in a row. The tough part of their schedule, they were they lost to Florida, Tampa, and now to Carolina. It's a really tough part of their schedule. They end the uh, the the first half of the regular season before the All Star break. Another, another tough opponent uh, in the Toronto Maple Leafs were having a hell of a season as well. But the Bruins, they still got a, 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 a think an eleven point lead over the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Atlantic Division. Uh, it's pretty much set that they're going to win the division. Something catastrophic would have to happen. But uh, losing three games right now, maybe if, if they lose up to their fourth uh, in to the Leafs, it might not be the worst thing to happen. You I mean you can't expect a team to be in a wagon like that the entire time and the entire um, season to keep, to keep going like that. It's almost impossible and it's unheard of. But to, to go on a losing streak like that isn't isn't much of a bad thing considering. Um, 
you have a big lead and it might put a, uh, a look at, at what the team might need going into the playoffs and uh, what they can try to acquire at the trade deadline. Uh, it's a March 3rd, I think it is, that's uh, that's coming up that you got to, okay, what do we need and what can we do to improve our hockey club? And what can, what, what do we, what do we think we need? And what, how do we get ahead of this? And trying to make tr- trades in the National Hockey League is a tough thing to do considering the salary cap implications and everything else. And every team that's, that's uh, contending for Stanley Cup this year, uh, they're right on they're right at the cap and they have situations and so all player all teams have to look at what players are available is it a bull horvat out of vancouver uh with the with with the shen with with shen as, as well uh is it the uh the the trade, uh, the Patrick Kane thing that everybody's talking about. Do, do, do you see if you can get one more playoff run out of uh, Jonathan Taves out of Chicago? Is that the, what we? Uh, is that what each team is trying to do and can, can think about doing? The biggest thing that you have there is that with. With the problem you have is, is every team is out there looking for the same guys and what teams have room on under their cap and what teams want to trade guys and pieces because hockey hockey trades are hard to make like actual player for player trades are hard to make because of the cap situation and it's something that the NHL really has to take a look at to to um, I know you, you you want parity you you don't want the haves and have nots but it's something that they got to look at to get to get a little uh, a little bit of action at the trade deadline and they can make some moves and make hockey deals to to improve your team and to see what you can do because um like you got to think that the Bruins players are, are thinking the uh the Bruins management might be owing us a little bit to go out and get that piece, to go out and get that Horvat, to go out and get Kane, because a lot of these Bruins players have taken a haircut over the years, and the hometown discount to keep the court, this core together, that's been together a long time, the Marchands, the Pasternaks, the Bergerons, and the like, right? And, and you got to think that they're, they got to be putting a little bit of pressure on these guys to, to for, for the management to go out and make a deal, and to put them over the hump, because all, all the greatness that these Bruins teams have had over the years, and they've been right there, and they've been licking the jar uh, to a championship for a long time, they um, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 2011, and like with the success that they've had, you got to think that maybe they got to make go out and make that trade deadline deal. Yes, they're getting a Jake DeBrus back later on uh, in the next couple of weeks after the All Star break, and I think they have their their week off as well, which is a weird thing to happen in a hockey season. But the CBA, it's a, it's a thing. But you, you got to think the Bruins happy thinking you know losing these three in a row. Might be a, a little eye opener that we needed, and we have we have some space in in the standings to uh, to lose a couple of games here and there. But you got losing three in a row is is, is never a good thing. Uh, speaking of a guy who lost fifteen in a row twice in his junior hockey career, but there's uh, another story for another day. But having the, the, the three game losing streak going into a into the All Star break might be something that the Bruins need. Okay, we need this. We can improve on this. Um, our coaching staff, or maybe we're getting a little lackadaisical on this on our power play, on the penalty kill, and the like. And and having this kind of a situation where, like I said, you, you lose three in a row, um, winning can. Winning can put a, a, a lipstick on a pig pretty quick. You, you might be getting some good goaltending. You might be getting a good bounce here and there because it can't. Hockey's a tough game, and to be, be winning on that that type of pace that they're on was unsustainable. And to 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 have a couple of losses might reset the team and say, okay, we were getting a little bit lazy here. We were doing this there. Things we were, we were getting away with. When we got a hot goalie, not that Allmark's not playing well, but you you get a situation where you have a guy who's uh, you know a little bit lazy going into this and not 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 doing that, and you when you, when you, when you win a game and you can get by with some victories, it, it's it, it can uh, it can it can mask a lot of things, and you got to think a lot of teams that go into Boston and have Boston coming into their arena, they're going to put a little extra effort into it too, right? So like they're they're going to be getting every team's best night in night out, and teams are going going to you know when you uh, when you're the best, you, you're going to get knocked 
knocked off and you're going to see a lot of teams playing a little bit harder like Ric Flair to be the best you got to beat the best right and so uh, and that's what the, that's what the Bruins are right now and they have a they, they're going to get every team's best effort night in night out no matter what and, and taking a uh, uh, a shift off or two might be uh, something that the Bruins w- were doing uh, the last few games I mean it's, it's three tough opponents that they had Florida not so much maybe Florida's gonna start playing better hockey since they got the uh, the scolding from me and, and their, their coach Paul Maurice the other day it seems to be an, an odd thing in 14 20 in the morning land if you get a uh, if you get a bit of a, a, a stern finger wagging or, a, or a, a, a kick in the pants they seem to go on a little bit of a winning streak so watch Bru- the Bruins reel off 15 in a row after this but no, it's uh, going to be interesting to see what the Bruins ha- are, are possibly able to do at the deadline. No cap space whatsoever. Do you move a uh, Do you move a player that that's it's a long term guy to go out and win a Stanley Cup? Do you Do you, do you trade a? Uh, they don't have any much much draft capital over the years. It's just kind of the way things go. Uh, the NHL has it set up so it's tough to make deals. Like I said. I think one thing that they that they could do to get some trades going uh, at the trade deadlines. One thing that is you can uh, I don't know how, what what you would call it, but have a guy that uh, you call him a a franchise guy, or if you have a guy that you've drafted and developed, they, they don't, they don't hit for a certain percentage of your cap or only half of what their, their salary is maybe is, is, is only what the, the cap hit would be. So if you're paying a pastor neck, 8 million bucks, the cap hit might only be four, do something like that to encourage trades around the deadline and encourage drafting and developing players and having guys instead of just signing free agents and the like, and then hoping, I think that's something the NHL can look at to get, players uh under contract for for longer getting teams to be able to improve their team because a lot of teams are stuck with what they got yes you shouldn't get a free pass if you've made some bad decisions drafting if you've made some bad decisions signing free agents and uh you shouldn't be able to uh to fix it with money but that's how most things get fixed in this world with is with money so i don't know the, the bruins they're not in trouble by any means but i think having a losing streak like this three maybe getting the fourth like i said in toronto on wednesday night i think it is um might be a uh might be kind of something that the Bruins need for a little wake-up call, a little smelling salts under the nostrils and that ammonia or whatever they call it that they, uh, every every player seems to uh, inhale on a nightly basis while they're on the bench. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what the Bruins can do. And uh, like I'm not a Bruins apologist. I'm not a Bruins fan by any means. And it, the more the Bruins lose, the the happier, the better things are around my house. The uh, the producer, she's a a big uh, Leafs fan, obviously. And so losing a game, uh, when the Bruins lose, it's a better thing around here. No, nobody likes the Bruins. Bruins, hey, like either you really like the Bruins or you really hate the Bruins. And it, I mean, it's a Boston thing. Who, who knows? Anyways, there's my rant for the day about the Boston Bruins and my thoughts, what could happen uh, coming in the deadline. Uh, on this day in 1990, Wayne Gretzky recorded an assist for the Los Angeles Kings in a 5-2 victory over the New Jersey Devils. That point was his 100th of the season. Uh, fort that meant the, uh, the great one. 11 straight seasons he had with 100 points, at least 100 points. He did it for two more years after that, but this set the record for most consecutive 100-point seasons in a row. It just showed his dominance over the National Hockey League over the years. And the Gretzky, like every time we do one of these on this day, it seems to be a Gretzky thing during the hockey season. But uh, he finished that season with 142 points with the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, On this day also, happy birthday to Davey Johnson, the manager of the New York Mets in 1986 when they won their uh, second world championship. It's only the second time they did win a world championship fun note about the davy johnson he was a great manager he was all over the league great baseball guy 80th birthday today but funny uh Fun fact about davy johnson he played with the baltimore orioles and when the when the mets won their their first their first world series in 1969 the amazing mets of 1969 
Davey Johnson was the last out for the Baltimore Orioles against the Mets in 69. So it's kind of a how things go full circle in the world of baseball and the world of sports in general. So that's a fun fact for this day in 19... Uh, Happy birthday to Davey Johnson. So there you go. There, there's my uh, happy birthday on this day and everything else. Uh, sad note to report today. Uh, it's, it's out everywhere, obviously. Uh, the passing of the uh, the Golden Jet, Bobby Hall, still the all-time goal leader for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, hell of a career, hell of a player. Um, when you talk uh, hockey, you, you, the history of hockey, uh, the name Bobby Hall and his shot comes up, no no doubt. And uh, the father to Brett Hall, the Golden Brett, they used to call him, and and the like. Uh, Hall was a, he was a character on and off the ice, but a hell of a player. And uh, so rest in peace, Bobby Hall from the uh, the 1420 Sports Bar podcast and the crew here. Uh, so anyways, there it is for today. Make sure you guys go to... Uh to barnburnerhockey.ca and get yourself some apparel and they're they're all their their hockey products and uh you're getting some tickets for the uh for the the week going into any sporting events always use uh seatgeek and seatgeek.com use promo code 1420pod you guys know the drill on that but thank you for people who support the show on a daily basis downloads are up there things are going well here at world headquarters so we just let's keep this uh, thing going it's a crazy dream but it's my dream and remember guys it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with have a good night we'll talk to you tonight folks <laughs> you end up going to Wooster uh, for the, the, the playoffs in the uh, in the AHL. How did that turn about? Did you sign a contract with St. Louis, or how did that? You end up in Wooster for the playoffs after you got done in uh, in Nashville. How, what uh, what happened there? How did that transpire? So after um, I was in in uh, East Coast, uh, Mark Humple really liked me, and um, he was our coach. And I don't think I scored until the ninth game, and end up that that year I ended up scoring like I want to say 38 goals but I was plus 43 at 200 penalty minutes I was actually a pretty good fighter too Brad's who are you and, fighting uh, yeah 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 it's crazy like I was actually I looked around the room and we had all these American kids and I'm like I'm I'm our tough guy like this isn't good guys like this is not good no. so I actually had to I had to fight like about five or six times I actually fought Brad Prefontaine Richie yep. Walcott some fuck Tough, tough dudes, dude. Like where I was scared for my life. <laughs> yeah. And anyways, I got a call to go to Worcester, and uh, I walked in the office, and me and this other kid got called up, Mark Tardiff, and he, and I remember Jimmy Roberts was a coach there, and he was talking to Mark and saying, you know, because Mark was a draft choice, yeah, saying that he was going to get lots of opportunities, and basically looked at me and said that I was there to fill a jersey and probably be back in Nashville in a couple of days. You know, I had a couple of practices and didn't even know if I was going to play in, in any of the games, really. And I got into a game and I can't remember what the score is, but we were getting shit pumped. And uh, they um, they gave me uh, some ice time. I did pretty good. Next, they started playing me a little bit more. I ended up getting a goal and assist that game. Next yeah. game, I played again, but I barely played. And I ended up getting another goal. Well, the next game, they sent Mark down and... They said, I'm going to give you a regular shift. So I scored a hat trick. <laughs> hey, this is easy. Just give me a chance. Yeah, the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.